Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I just point to the logo on my chest and tell them. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Hey. Hit it up hard. Hit it up with strike. From the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slendy. Ego. Slendy. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 319 of the Talking Ferraris podcast and YouTube show presented by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. I am with a special guest today, Fox Sports, Alex Curry, co-host of the Flippin' Flippin Bats podcast. Thank you so much, Alex, for the time. Yeah, of course. Love talking baseball, obviously. It's yeah. my life. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started here first with the Padres offseason. Would you say it's one of the best offseasons so far in Major League Baseball? And how shocked were you about the Xander Bogarts move? I, I would say not just this offseason. I would say the past year has been so fun to watch for the Padres because they're doing whatever it takes to put the best team on the field. And we saw that at the trade deadline, picking up Juan Soto, one of the craziest trade deadline moves I think we have, I have ever seen in in my career and following baseball and loving baseball. And then coming to the off season, this is where you knew they were going to land someone big. They were in the conversation of every single big free agent out on the market from Aaron Judge to Trey Turner, that you knew something big was coming. So landing Xander Bogarts felt like the right move. You you would love to see a team that's willing 
to spend the money to put the best product out on the field. It's not only great for the franchise, but it's letting the fans know that you care and you're willing to go that extra mile to do whatever it takes to not only make the franchise better, but then make it the best experience you can and ultimately win. And we saw that this last season when they took out the Dodgers, the best regular season team in their first round, the Dodgers' first round in the postseason. So this is an extremely exciting team Mm -hmm. right now. And when you look at what once uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is back, you can't, when when you even just like look and think of their possible top of the lineup, it sounds like an all-star team lineup, Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts, and then just picking up Cruz in the DH slot, wherever he ends up in the lineup. I mean, it is, this is really exciting for the Padres fan franchise and the fan base. Yeah, it, well, because it is, it, it's exciting, and you talk about the lineup because it is an all-star lineup. The it top is. Half, at least. I mean, Tatis, Soto, Manny. Uh, yeah, you just brought in Nelson Cruz, obviously, and Matt Carpenter. You can add him in there. Jake Cronenworth, uh, you know, Manny Machado coming off an MVP caliber season. Yeah, I thought he should have won the MVP this past year. And then Bogarts with Bogarts. Did you think I mean, it was an overpay, I think the two hundred eighty million dollars. But as sitting here as a Padres fan, I don't care because it's not my money that is being Mm-mm. spent. I care about trying to win right now, and Xander Bogarts can definitely help that happen. Like this, mm-hmm. the Padres, when they didn't bring in Jose Abreu earlier this offseason, and yeah. you were like, okay, where where are they going to go from here? Are they going to go get Brandon Drury, bring him back, or Josh Bell? But then they came mm-hmm. off the board. Yeah, AJ Preller, he loves just versatility. I love AJ. Just getting the best players <laughs> possible, and worry yeah. about the positions later. And so when the Bogarts and the Turners and the Judges came out, it got the Padres fan base obviously really, really excited. And I think we were bummed out that Turner picked the Phillies, but that was kind of expected. But then I I was stunned when we heard that the Padres met with Judge at Petco during the winter meetings and offered him $414 million. But when he didn't Mm -hmm. take it, I knew they were going to get someone. They were going to, we didn't hear about Correa, but they were going to get someone. And to bring in Bogarts, I mean, I think he's a great clubhouse guy, a great leader. Oh and yeah, they have a bunch. They have a bunch of that now. Cronenworth is an underrated leader. Musgrove, yep. Nelson Cruz coming in. I mean, it's great, especially with Tatis coming back right off of the suspension. Um, there's just a bunch of leaders that can help him through this process. Yeah, I mean, even looking back to last season, you were one series away from making it to the World Series. Like yeah. you have a team that is built for the playoffs, that is built to win. You have the all-star pieces. You have the pitching staff. It was interesting while covering the the NLCS because going in after obviously beating the Dodgers, it almost felt like that was the Padres World Series in that moment just because the Dodgers have – own, I, I have your number. I would say that during the regular no, season, no, 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 it's okay. The it's, okay. it's okay. I mean, it's the okay numbers don't lie. There. They have the numbers don't the lie. Yeah. They did. But what you guys did in that series against the Dodgers was, I think, something that that franchise needed, the Padres needed to get over that hump to kind of prove like, okay, we're not we're not the little brother here to the Dodgers anymore. We can, we can compete and we can win when it matters most. Because those regular season series, they don't matter once it comes to the postseason. Right. You guys did what needed to be done in that moment. However, when I was talking to a bunch of 
fans because I I went to school at San Diego State and played soccer yeah. there. I still have so many friends and I have such a deep love for the Padres because I went to so many games during my four years down in San Diego. There was such a, a difference. Everyone said, oh, you should have been here for the for the last series against the Dodgers. I'm like, that's what you that's not what you should be talking about right here in this moment. I want to hear like what's going on right now. So that was kind of the first little indication to me that, OK, this is going to be a different series than the last series. Um, but the fact that we saw what you guys had and now adding these extra pieces moving into this coming season, I mean, once you get Tatis back too, sky's the limit. Like it is insane the amount of talent that this franchise has and has picked up. And I, I, I was talking about it the other week. I mean, you, you have to put them in the top three, at least in the national league, if yeah. not major league baseball with this lineup that you have right now right yeah would you how would you rank the top teams in the national league right now would you say uh, let's let's go like top five so for me i think the five teams padres dodgers and then the three in the nl east mets phillies braves for me i'd probably go i, I want to give philly the edge because they they beat the padres they have improved this off season but i'd yeah. probably go padres two because i like their overall depth their team more than just the Mets, I think there's the Mets, their offense, that concerned me. Well, I mean, it didn't concern me because I'm a Padres fan, but it concerned probably yeah. Mets fans in the wild card series where the Padres offense, they've gotten better. The Padres have gotten better. I don't know how much you can say the Mets yeah. have gotten better this offseason. They've just replaced pieces. Verlander, I would say, is better than DeGrom with the help. But yeah. Diaz, they brought back, right? There's other yeah. people. Nimmo, they brought but back. But he's also like one of the best closers in the game. So it's like, you, you gotta, right. right. But the you Padres, gotta put that there. You know, they have like the right. best starting, best closing. And Steve right. Cohen is not afraid to spend money right now. He's actually changing the way the off season and paying players work right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's, it, yeah he's definitely not afraid. Yeah. As no. long as they're healthy and the leg is not almost, you know, shattered with a physical, <laughs> he, he's all, he's all good. That's another story. That is another yeah. story. Yeah. But how um, would you rank the top teams in the NL? Okay, so I, I I personally I put the Mets first. I mean, okay. they were again were one of the best regular season teams. Blew it there <laughs> the last couple of weeks of the season, which is what you can't do. And what everyone said, what the Mets met. But what Steve Cohen has done this offseason, like I said, he's he's changing the game. I, I we always say this players coaches. He is a player's owner. He is not afraid to pay players what they are worth and they deserve. And he's driving up the market value across every other player. As you said, you think you overpaid Xander Bogarts? Well, that's because Steve Cohen has upped the ante for every other player. And if you want to get him, you got to pay the money. Because if not, you got Uncle Steve who's going to come over and try to snatch him up. Or another team knowing where kind of that line is of what someone else is going to pay them at this moment. So, but again, we've seen this throughout baseball. You can't buy wins. So yes. He has, I think it's the most, what is it? The highest payroll in major league history yeah. right now. He's going to be paying almost $100 million in luxury tax. They created a whole new like tax bracket for him because he is spending so much. But I think it's so good for this game because now it's forcing other owners' hands to then pay players what they want. So because of this strategy, the players he added, what they had last year, I think Mets are at number one. Now I got to put Phillies at number two. They were just in the World Series. They 
not only it's going to be tough the first half of the season without Bryce Harper pending when he comes back from his Tommy John surgery, but adding Trey Turner to an already incredible team just ups their value. And I think they're going to be great. Then I have to put Padres at three because that lineup, that starting rotation, the roster and what they've put together and what they, what you guys really did in the postseason and, and that last part of the regular season to get to the postseason was incredible. Then at number four, I have the Braves because they're a great team. They keep locking up young talent. So they're going to be yeah. great for a long time. Uh, they have a different strategy, you know, which is always interesting. It's like it, <laughs> you bet on the young players, you give them not as great as a contract that they could get if they bet on themselves and maybe waited a couple more years to sign a contract. But for the Braves, it works out. That's what they do. And then Dodgers at five. Yes, they haven't done much this offseason, but they're still the Dodgers and they still somehow figure out a way to be great during the regular season. So that that would kind of be my one through five. They figure out a way to be great during the regular season, but I mean they they've got they've gotten worse. I think they've gotten worse. Oh, I mean, yeah. you lose you lose Trey Turner, oh, yeah. Miguel Rojas, okay, but there was like a five war difference in between those two players this past year. And I mean, it seems like well, it's clear they're going under the luxury tax this year and resetting. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're going all in and credit to the Padres, they're taking this chance this year and saying, Yeah, we're going all in. We're seeing what the Dodgers are doing. This is our time right now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I would say a month ago, I was extremely confused about what the Dodgers were doing, why they weren't making moves, why they weren't doing what they normally do during the offseason. And then when this Trevor Bauer news came out that he was going to be back on their books this season, whether they kept him or not, I mean, that, it makes sense why they were they were clearing things out, right? Because now mm -hmm. you're going to be paying almost $22 million to a guy who's not even going to be on the field. There was no way they could keep Trevor <laughs> on that roster and on that right. team with everything that's going down, especially since he hasn't taken responsibility for anything he's done. So it's going to be interesting if he even pitches in the major leagues this year, he might just sit and get 22 plus million dollars, which is my thought of what will happen. But again, like the Dodgers always seem to figure it out somehow and they still have a good core of guys. Still have their all-star guys. They still have Kershaw on the mound. Urias, like there, there, there are things there that are going to make sense and still make them a great team. I also have a a sneaky suspicion that they might be clearing the books, maybe to make a heavy run at Otani and just throw the bank at him if he yeah. becomes a free agent and the Angels don't lock him down next season. So I, I, I don't know yet what they're doing. Um, they always seem to figure it out, 
but yeah, it, it was, it, so far it's been an extremely disappointing season for Dodger fans. And I think that organization. Yeah. So let's get this straight. So you obviously you went to San Diego state. I did, but you grew up in the LA area, right? So you, your Dodgers. Yeah. I what? <laughs> yeah. So I was a born and raised Dodger fan. My dad had season tickets like years before I was born. So I grew up at the ballpark head to toe. Dodger. I was a baby that was falling out of his hand as he was like trying to catch a, a foul ball. So the ballpark was my second home. And then right out of college, I, my first job was covering the angels and I got to cover right. the angels for 10 years. My first year was Trout's first full season once they got Albert Pujol. So it was a pretty magical time just to grow up in the game, love the game so much. I played softball. It was my second sport to saw. I played soccer at San Diego state. So I was, I was always involved in sports. Sports was my life um so to be able to i i, I still kind of like pinched myself i was like we i get paid to talk about a game that i pay usually to go see and i just love and love to be around this is so cool right. so yeah i uh, i like to say i got traded that's what i told myself <laughs> once i started working for the angels um because obviously the first game was a freeway series and i was like oh, okay hi dodgers bye kate now i'm on the angels now this is great um and then during my four years at San Diego State, like I would go to Padres games all the time. So I, I, I've always been, obviously the, the franchises have such a deep feeling in my upbringing. Obviously the Dodgers was my family connection. The Angels was my family and my first like real connection and job in sports. And then Padres was a part of my, my college career and, and that whole situation. And then now just when players you become close to and they go to other teams, I am such a players fan. So it's it's fun. And it was uh, really cool to cover my first um, World Series and playoffs this year. Yeah, I wish I wish the Padres were in that man. They were they were close. They were. I mean, we got we were down in San Diego. You yeah. you were in the you know, you, you got there. You were close. Yeah. You were yeah. close next year. Now, close. you know what to do. You got to keep that same momentum after you beat the Dodgers to that next series and get yeah we're, we're what we're hoping for is to get a little more starting pitching because that that's what failed the Padres in the NLCS with Shamanaya and then Mike Clevenger not being able to get an out and then I mean yeah. Manaya after the season when he signed with the Giants talking about how he was lazy at points during this season it was just a yeah. bad look and it was it was disappointing to hear and but without being you know no Fernando no Bogarts, um, yeah. no Seth Lugo, like, and then they brought back Suarez, right? And they have Hayter yeah. and Soto and Manny and Cronenworth, like mm -hmm. Musgrove, Darvish, Snell. Like, there's a ton of talent. I think it's just yeah. a couple more, couple more pieces, couple more pitchers, uh, and I, I'd feel a lot better. I don't think they need that by opening day, but before mm -hmm. the trade deadline, I mean, that's I think that's all that matters. Like, I see them as a playoff team easily. Um, and it just matters if they have the pieces at that time, right? So, yeah. What do you think of the Padre Dodger rivalry? There's some, you know, there's maybe not some, a lot of Dodger fans that yeah. like to deny that this is now definitely a rivalry. Obviously, the Dodgers, yeah. they had the Padres number, owned the Padres for felt like yep. a decade. But yep. I think that's changed now. Uh, I'm not saying the Padres yeah. own the Dodgers, but. It's it's a rivalry, and some Dodger fans still say it's not. What what do you think about that? I think now it will be after the Padres knocked out the Dodgers in their first round in the postseason. Right. Now there's bad blood. Now it's like okay, you came to play. 
Like the Padres proved themselves. They proved that they are as good of, if not better, when it counts. So whatever was said last season before, you kind of have to like throw that out the window because now all that matters is that last playoff series where the Padres knocked them out. So now there's, there's going to be some bad blood and now you're going to see a rivalry. I think a big old rivalry on both sides heading into this season. And that's going to make for great entertainment. It's not just going to be West coast people talking about it. I mean, it's going to be everyone like the whole country because Padres Dodgers, it's two really talented teams. It's not, just yeah. one talented team playing a big brand. No, both teams are talented and both teams are playoff teams. Um, final question here. This one's about Carlos Correa. I mean, that that was drama. <laughs> that, that was Giants and then the Mets and then the Twins. Him going to the Twins, I think that's a big win for the Padres. It's a big win for the Dodgers uh, because mm-hmm. he doesn't go to the Giants, doesn't go yep. to Indivision, doesn't go to yep. the Mets. Um, yep. now may, maybe later down the line, the Mets might be, you know, bidding for Machado or Soto, someone like that down the line. And that might hurt the Padres. But for now, yeah. I think the Padres are a big winner in that whole Carlos Correa situation. I, I, I uh, I watched your thing about the, the bachelor kind of thing the about this Correa situation. <laughs> and it, it was like, it, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, he had yeah. to go with someone. And that's that's the yep. twins were the team that ended up wanting him. Can we just say this was one of the craziest situations we have ever seen oh, in yeah. an off season? Carlos Correa agreed to two different three hundred plus million dollar deals, yeah. all within a couple of weeks, and then got denied due to a questionable physical. And then his only option was to go back to the team that he played with last season that he obviously didn't want to be with because he opted out. And I don't know if you watched any of his videos or his social media posts, just how excited he was. Yeah, with this Once kid, he like yeah. was with the Mets. Like yeah. that, you could tell that was kind of his dream landing spot. And then to see that not pan through, it's also really interesting for a player too. Like, you know, as a player, your time is limited, right? You you have a window, if you're lucky, what, 20 years maybe, but may, 10, 10 to 15 is also like insanely great. But he was just told half of what he has left. He had these like 12, 13 year deals and they're like, we don't think you're going to make it. And he lands with a six year deal. And that's, that's got to be a mental interesting situation for a player too. Like, I know I'm great. I know I can bring that next level and what this team needs to a franchise, but I think this is a huge win, as you mentioned, for the Twins organization and Twins fans, because now you have a yeah. franchise guy. He's here, and it's also safe for Correa. He knows he's going to be appreciated. It's not a playoff team right now, but they have a handful of years to hopefully build around him if they can. But I would say I feel this was an emotional roller coaster for a couple different fan bases, especially San Francisco, who needed a franchise guy like yeah. Carlos Correa. And this could have been kind of that next phase of getting back to that like dynasty age of that we saw what like five, 10 years ago with the San Francisco Giants. So this was uh, <laughs> this was hilarious it was entertaining it was great for us because we always need content during the off season but yeah it was no one was accepting 
Carlos Correa's rose. He was he was the bachelor and everyone refused his rose except his quote loyal ex, the twins, right. who were willing to ignore the red flags, which was the questionable physical. So I I, I thought this was hilarious. I thought it was entertaining. In the end, eh, I was just like, eh, okay, there you go. Back with the, the twins. twins. Yeah. I mean Yeah, okay. Yeah, and with the questionable red flags, like here's the thing. I don't know if you saw this, yeah. but the Giants and the Mets, they had the same doctor look at Correa. And I don't know if the Mets knew that. So they probably would have checked with someone else if they knew that the Giants used that same doctor. The Twins, their doctor, they're totally fine with Correa. They're like, yeah, they know that the six years is probably when the leg will. That Like yep. we know six years, they gave him six years guaranteed. Okay, they're telling yep. us we don't really believe in him after that. And we're no. setting these high plate appearances as what he has to hit yeah. to get to those other years. Uh, but yeah. he was fine with the leg then. The Mets and the Giants, they they had red flags all over that thing. And Steve Cohen, if yep. he wanted Carlos Correa for six years, he would have at least matched six years 200. But he didn't. He's a business guy. He's a business guy. He is one. Obviously, he's the richest owner in the league. And yeah. he... <laughs> His whole thing is, what's going to be my return on this investment? And if I don't have a long-term guarantee on this investment, it's not a good investment. And so I, that should have been the first red flag. If, they, mm -hmm. if the smartest business guy here who's getting probably the top guys, top, top feedback, willing to just throw money at guys, is not willing to take the risk here on Korea. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, hello. Yeah, it, it's a message. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. That was wild. Um, all right, Alex Curry, thank you so, so much for the time. This has been episode 319 of Talking Friars. I appreciate you so much. Thank you.